When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Huntington. Hi, I accidentally overdrafted. Can I do anything? Sure. At Huntington, you get 24-hour grace to fix overdrafts and avoid the fee. Do all banks have that? Let's call one and find out. Big Bank Overdraft Hotline. Hi, do you have 24-hour grace? No, but we have 25 graces. Hello, this is Grace. Welcome to Huntington, the only bank that has 24-hour grace for overdrafts. 24-hour grace does not apply to return fees. Learn more at Huntington.com slash grace, member FDIC. New England Patriots coverage on CLNSradio.com. We want to hear from you, so call in right now. The phone lines are open, 929-477-2386. What's going on, Pat's Nation? This is the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show. I'm your host, Marvin Izan. also got my co-host with me, Mr. Mike Nice. And we are here to talk about the NFL draft that's happening in two weeks. And you have been making a lot of moves. With this free agency in during this whole offseason, we're really excited to see what's next for the New England Patriots. Mike Nice, what's going on, man? Good to be back, you know, here on the Patriots post-game show, off-season edition. Um, like you said, the draft is coming up very soon, and all eyes are always on uh, the NFL draft, uh, especially if you're a huge Patriots fan. You want to see what moves the Patriots are going to do and who they're going to bring along that they can continue this strong dynasty that they've built up over the years. Uh, so who are the fresh, new, young faces that the Patriots probably looking forward to drafting? Remains to be seen, you know, like you said, uh, it's coming up in a couple of weeks here and uh, yourself and, and and me, you know, we're going to take a look at, you know, different options the Patriots have in drafts and maybe who we like, who we think the Patriots should key in on and hopefully if they're available, hopefully they can snag and it's going to be great to talk to Harris later and, you know, get his take on everything. But yeah, Patriots post game show off season edition. Always good to be here, man. We also got our guy, Michael Laundry running the switchboards. Michael Laundry, what are you looking for in a couple of weeks? Well, this is, a, this is an interesting draft, guys. Nice to talk to you guys, obviously, over the, uh, over the offseason, as always. Um, this is an interesting one um, because, obviously, we know the Patriots have made. We talked about it in our last show last month. You know, they had already made all these moves. They traded their first-round pick for Brandon Cooks. They traded their second-round pick for Coney Ealy. Uh, you know, they made a lot of moves. They even traded a couple picks in there, got some picks back further in the round. Um, they got a third-round pick from Carolina, for example. So uh, right now they have only uh, picks from rounds three on, no picks in the first two rounds. And even in the third round, they're, the first pick that they get is number 96, which is kind of late in the round. So uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting approach to the draft this year. I mean, obviously, as Patriots fans uh, as all know, it, they've been pretty used to not drafting somebody in the first round um, and stuff like that. But we do know that Bill Belichick really covets those second round picks. So I guess, you know, the question to be uh, that remains is 
Does he still make a move, a late move, before the draft to move back into that second round? Does he package a couple of picks? Does he, you know, get a player? We still don't know what's going on with the Malcolm Butler situation, although it's really looking like he's going to be staying here this year. Um, so there's a really a lot of balls up in the air still. And if they stand pat, they have, a you know, a bunch of picks from round three through seven. And as we all know, that's pretty much Bill Belichick's wheelhouse. He gets a lot of great production out of those rounds. So um, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. I've got a couple guys I've got my eye on, but, you know, obviously it's really hard to project uh, that late into the draft. Uh, we're, all, we're all sitting here looking at mock drafts and blah, 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 and everything's it goes up yeah. to the first round, maybe the second round if you're lucky. But if you're projecting fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth seventh round guys, it's really tough to do. Definitely. And we definitely hear from you guys as well. You can call in now, 929-72386. The Blue Apron call lines are open. Get three free meals with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash patriots. Once again, 929-477-2386. And I hear you, Alonji. I'm really, really surprised if the Patriots' first pick is number 72. I think Belichick, like you said, and might move up to the second round somewhere to get, you know, a stud that they really like. I'm just be really shocked to see first pick in the third. Yeah, I can't wait to see what, what happens. You know, like I said before, the Patriots, you know, looking forward to bringing in a new, new guy, new faces, young talent to continue pushing, whatever, whatever position, you know, they're focusing in on, and, uh, you know, want to improve, want to get younger, more athletic, whatever the case may be. It's always exciting to see, you know, what the moves are that are going to be made, whether you're trading up, you know, whatever the case may be. It's exciting. Um, I think, like you said, we all have guys who we'd like to see the pages, pages maybe keying on. Um, but a question for you, DJ Mees or, or Alonji, you know, what position do you think – the Patriots should be focusing on. I mean, each year is different. I mean, there's years that have gone by plenty of years for the Patriots that we said, man, they need a wide receiver. They need wide receiver bad. And obviously, I think this year for probably the first time in a while, that's not probably the biggest area of concern uh, when it comes to the draft. Uh, so I want to ask you guys, you know, what do you think, what position do you think the Patriots might possibly really need to focus in on this year? I think the Patriots would like to key in on a pass rusher. So that, we have a guy like Chris Long, Sheard is no longer with us. Nikovich is getting up there in age. Someone in the line of pass rusher, you had guys like Alan Branch who played really well, but, you know, he's getting up there in age as well. So getting a young gun like Gabriel Jones to really mix things up there and have a guy like helping out Trey Flowers. Flowers is the only guy really passing the rest rushing the passer in the end of this year. So getting another guy like a defensive end player, that, you know, rush the quarterback. That was the, what the thing we talked about all year last year, Mike, is Patriots can get a quarterback. So if we can get a pass rusher, I think that would be key in the early rounds. True. What about now, you? Elijah? I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think that, um, you know, linebacker is also kind of a, a thin spot just because Jamie Collins is no longer there, obviously. Dante Hightower is back. Yes, that's great. But, you know, the guys around him, you got Kyle Van Noy who contributed a little. Shane McClellan contributed a little. Uh, Landon Roberts, you know, they're all kind of role-playing guys. 
So it would probably be nice to draft uh, another uh, pretty good linebacker uh, fairly early. Uh, and then, you know, you're, you're right, uh, Mike. It, they don't need a wide receiver, really. Um, they, they don't need a tight end, really. Um, maybe running back. They could look at a running back. And, you know, Legarrette Blunt hasn't signed yet, but they've signed a bunch of other running backs. You know, they have Deion Lewis and James White, obviously. They signed Rex Burkhead. So, you know, they, they, they're really all set there, too. Um, yeah, it's probably defensive line, linebacker, uh, a front seven guy, maybe a hybrid type guy who can play on the outside. And, and, and rush the passer like Trey Flowers on maybe on the opposite side of him. So uh, really, I think that's it. Unless you want to go secondary, maybe grab another corner because, you know, God knows how Cyrus Jones will do this year. And, and y- you still don't know what's going on with Malcolm Butler fully. So maybe you address corner. I know there's a lot of corners in this draft, but there's also a lot of pass rushes in this draft. Uh, that's probably where you're going to want to go in the early rounds, in my opinion. I mean, already looking at this draft, I know, I think both of you guys said pass rusher. And I have to agree big time with both of you. And like you said, there's a lot of guys um, available in this draft in terms of looking at pass rushers. And right off the jump, there's one guy that I saw, you know, that I've come across and looking at, and looking at you know, the pitcher's needs and who's available. And to me, this guy right here, would possibly fit in really well with what the Patriots like to do, you know, moving guys around, uh, you know, the, the, the snaps on the field is, is going to get passed around different ways, especially when you're a rookie. This guy right here, Harvey, Harvey Longy from BYU, a defensive end is somebody who I've been looking at in the draft uh, coming up who just from his skill set, uh, he seems very versatile. And that's a guy, um, that any team can use if you're very versatile. One thing that's special about him is in his early years, I think uh, before he went to BIU, uh, BYU, he was at um, uh, went to Utah, and there he played running back. And then later on, when he, he transferred to uh, BYU, then he started playing linebacker, defensive end. So that's a guy who has you know a running back mentality, playing on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that gives a lot of versatility in terms of what you could be looking for on defense in, in terms of pass rushing, even if it's getting towards at the quarterback or sometimes having a breakout and, you know, trying to keep up with those, those, those running backs breaking out or, or tight ends or on the sidelines or whatnot. I think he's a guy um, coming out of BYU, you know, six foot two, 251 pounds and just having that athletic background would be a guy that I would hope maybe the Patriots take a look at and take a chance on uh, to help on the defensive side of the football. I like that pick a lot, Mike. I'm also a defensive end in the, that should be around the third third round is Deshaun Hall. And uh, now Deshaun Hall, you know, he plays alongside really he's going to be the number one prospect, Miles Garrett, who should be the number one pick this year. And so people haven't really spoken about him, but he he controls the edge as he does the, um, the passing plays. He controls the edges really well. He's a little more polishing, but his size, 6'5", 266 pounds, just like Chandler Jones pretty much in, in their physical attributes. I think he'll be a guy that Patriots should really look at. You know, with Miles Gary, you know, Texas A&M, great program. I think Patriots will take a look at a Deshaun Hall as well. Yeah, I mean, like we both said, these are guys that can we feel can help, you know, young guys coming in that can help on the defensive side of the ball that you know in the Patriots system – uh, uh, Bill Belichick, 
um, I met uh, uh, Patricia. They'll do a good job in working these guys in. I really feel like this is an area where uh, the Patriots will, will waste no time in, in focusing in on. Do you have any uh, defensive guys that you that you saw a laundry that you probably want to talk about? Uh, you know, I, I really like the the UCLA. Uh, he's more of a defensive tackle, though. That's my issue because he's he's uh, Takaris. I believe I'm saying it right. Takaris McKinley, um, projected as a first round pick. This is this is me kind of dreaming. You know that he'll maybe <laughs> fall into the second round, and that the Patriots will be able to trade back into the second round and maybe be, go get him. He's a guy who you know, draft people are saying he, he's a lot like Tom Bahali. He's a lot. Uh, kind of that style of player, a pass rushing uh, defensive tackle um, who's just a big man who can obviously stop the run as well. You know, we still haven't seen a lot from Malcolm Brown. That's kind of why I bring this up in terms of defensive tackle, although they they seem to be pretty stacked at that spot. They relied heavily on Allen Branch last year. They obviously re-signed Allen Branch, and they're going to be keeping him for a little bit. But, you know, he's going to be 31 this year. So, yeah. Looking forward, maybe, you know, they at this point with the Patriots, they're such a stacked team. I think we can all agree at this point that they're so stacked at the starting spot and maybe one deep that right now you're really just looking for depth guys. You're looking for guys who might be able to contribute two years from now, right? I mean, they're not necessarily going to have to be asked to contribute this year, uh, which is, you know, a good thing for, for the Patriots considering they don't have picks in the top two rounds where you get those uh, immediate impact type guys. You know, it's like I said, it's tough to kind of look further out. I think linebacker is a spot where you can kind of there's there's more guys uh, that that outside linebacker, that three four linebacker spot. Um, you can maybe look at guys out there to maybe draft in the in the middle rounds. But you know, if if I'm dreaming, I would like uh, Takaris McKinley. Uh, maybe they can trade him back into the second round and snag him. That'd be that'd be real nice for this defensive line. And we've seen with the Patriots. Really, sometimes don't even go by the mock at all. There could be a guy that's projected to be up in the sixth round and pick get him. So if they really like a guy, they don't care what his his draft stock is. They're gonna go get him as soon. He's done that a lot. Another guy I want to speak about. Um, a lot you brought up earlier that maybe we went to back well, and a guy I'm looking at is Tedrick Thompson from Colorado. Um, the reason I think he would perfect with the Patriots because he can play both roles. And you know how Patriots love defensive backs that can, you know, play the slot or play the out safety. You know, um, this guy, he, he won the PFF College Award for Nation's Best Tying tying for the lead among safeties and interceptions. So he, he breaks up the ball a lot. And I think that's another versatile you know, that Patriots like to have. He's not extremely athletic, but you have guys like Dewan Harmon, not as athletic as well, but, you know, find a role into this. Thing. So I think he'd be a, a great fit as a defensive back safety. That's where they will look at as well. If we're talking defensive back, if, uh, excuse me, Mike, if we're talking defensive backs, I think uh, Rasul Douglas out of West Virginia is a guy that they could target. He's a guy who ran a slow 40, a four a four five nine forty, which is slow for a corner. Uh, more of a safety-type guy, right? But he's 6'2", 209 pounds. We all know how Bill Belichick loves those big cornerbacks. He likes those big corners. If you're losing Logan Ryan, obviously, Malcolm Butler, like I said, still don't know. 
Um, that's a guy who you might be able to go at. He'll probably drop a little bit in the draft because he ran a slow 40. Um, similarly, guys who could be dropping in the draft, Sidney Jones out of the University of Washington, uh, tore his Achilles at his pro day. So, I mean, he's not even going to be able to play this year. He was expected to be a first-round talent, um, now probably dropping the third, fourth round uh, at best. So if you can snag him, you don't need him until 2018. You're not even going to get him until 2018. So you can, you know, give him a whole year to learn the plays and all that stuff. You learn the system and, and then, you know, come back better than ever in 2018. That's the kind of guy that I think they might be going after uh, this year. I agree with yeah. you 100, 100%. Sorry, Marv. I agree with um, Alonji 100% uh, um, on that Sidney Jones uh, pick out of Washington. And reason why he jumps out of me, obviously, you know, he's a first-round talent. He had a great college career at Washington. Uh, but I really like the fact that he's six, six foot tall. You know, you always look at, at cornerbacks and you think, these, you know, short, you know, fast guys. But why not have a, a tall, athletic guy out there? I know six feet's not, you know, the tallest guy ever. But at a cornerback position, if you could have a guy that's six feet or taller and be able to play the way this guy, um, Sidney Sydney Jones does, you know, obviously, like like Alonji said, he's going to have um, a year off to recover. And, you know, learn the Patriots playbook, you know, watch from the sidelines and really understand and learn from from the coaches and the players there. Uh, and you get him back healthy and the things he might be able to do, maybe down the line, possibly still my dream that one day <laughs> Cyrus Jones becomes one of the top cornerbacks on this team. Still my dream. So maybe you have a Cyrus Jones and a Sidney Jones a couple of years from now as, as your one and two cornerbacks on this team. That's just wishful thinking for me, though. I mean, <laughs> Cyrus Jones really not, you know, excelling in first. I think that's the reason why the Patriots would want to go for another defensive back, and just in case, because you don't know what you're going to get out of Cyrus Jones yet. Yeah, his rookie year wasn't good. But, you know, the guy talent, so we'll see in these next, you know, upcoming year what he, he brings in. But we have so much more. NFL, you know, to get into when we come back after this break. We got Harris on the line as well. So, commercial words from our sponsors. We'll hear from Harris. The workers who have succeeded in this new economy are those who know how to decide for themselves how to spend their time and allocate their energy. They understand how to set goals, prioritize tasks, and make choices about which projects to pursue. People who know how to self-motivate, according to studies, earn more money than their peers, report higher levels of happiness, and say they are more satisfied with their families, jobs, and lives. The preceding excerpt is from Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit audiobook, published by Random House Audio. Audible is the leading source of audiobooks online, and to get access to audiobooks such as this, along with a free 30-day trial, log on to audiblepodcast.com slash try now. Thanks to everyone who downloaded the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, the free CLNS Radio mobile app. Another game is in the books for the four-time Super Bowl champions. Before you know it, another week of football will be upon us, and we here at the Patriots D Podcast will have you covered. We'll provide the most in-depth breakdown of the most recent Patriots game, reaction to all the transpirings throughout the week, all while looking ahead by providing a featured interview as we go behind enemy lines of the 
the Pats' next opponent. It's all on the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Radio. Released every Friday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Time on clnsradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. And we are back once again. This is the New England Patriots post-game show on CLNS Radio, streaming live on clnsradio.com and available for on CLNS Radio app. You can call in at 929-477-3386. We're now about to enter our segment with Harry, which is released first every Tuesday and Friday morning on clnsradio.com. CLNS Radio mobile app. Harris, what's up, man? We know you have been extremely busy with this NFL draft. And I think the thing to you is, what do you think the Patriots need to focus on in these early rounds of the draft? Well, thanks. thanks to be back on again, guys. Uh, you know, the, this Patriots draft is going to be quite interesting simply because, you know, they don't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick. They're going with that third-round pick. I believe it's 78 that they're currently, you know, 72, maybe 72. that they're sitting at, not quite, yeah, 72. And, you know, if you're the Patriots, you could go a lot of different angles. You could go cornerback to try to fill out that slot corner position that they don't have yet. You could go safety to try to uh, find Patrick Chung's eventual replacement. You could go DN to get a little pass rush. However, I think that they're going to go linebacker because I've said this on the podcast multiple times. If you're the Patriots right now and you just re-signed Dante Hightower to a huge contract, excuse me, you by no means want your starting linebacker next to him to be Kyle Van Noy or Shane McClellan. They need to bring in another player to sit next to him, a guy that's fully versatile that they can play against week one. Right now I think Kyle Van Noy is still too raw at the middle linebacker position to start week one. I think they need to pick up another guy or they really need to go pass rush. Defensive end would be a huge choice for them, too. Right now, defensive end is probably the weakest position on the entire roster. So they probably need to go pass rusher or linebacker. I'm going to throw something crazy out there to you, Harris. I mean, a lot, I of, like people, a lot of people don't want to hear something like I'm about to say, but it has to be said. Rob Gronkowski, you know, we don't want to put him under the label as injury-prone. But uh, it happens a lot. We already we know the story by now with his career. Um, obviously, the Patriots, you know, Martellus Bennett last year was great. Uh, they made a trade to get Dwayne Allen um, this, uh, early in the offseason. But the fact still remains that it's very possible that Gronkowski, especially with the way he plays, could go down with an injury and be out for a period of time. Would this be a, a, a draft here that the Patriots maybe take a chance and just bring in a, a young tight end who, you know, you're not expecting him to come in and play some, you know, uh, have, some, have a huge impact on the team, but just have a guy there that maybe if the Patriots want to go around in a, couple, uh, late, in a couple years and say, you know, we're moving on from Gronkowski, you can't deal with these injuries anymore. Is this a chance where they look at a guy, you know, one guy that popped up, you know, looking at, uh, at, at people available was Jake Butt out of Michigan. You know, six for five, you know, pretty big guy who has done a lot of work in the passing game in college at, uh, for Michigan. This, would this be a draft that the Patriots maybe go that route and just have somebody there just to start working up uh, in the ranks on the team? Well, if there's any draft to ever do it, it would certainly be this one. This, this tight end class is absolutely ridiculous. It seems to me that if they were going to take a tight end, 
Uh, they might go to uh, maybe a smaller school. I know that there was this kid from, like, Missouri Valley State that they were looking at, and they are also looking at a kid from Youngstown State. But just with the bigger schools, like you said, Jake Butzel uh, will be around, Evan Ingram, whoops, who uh, can really only uh, – he can't really block, but he's an incredible pass catcher. He'll be in the draft this year too. So there's just a lot of talent at the position. It wouldn't surprise me. However, I wouldn't expect it. I wouldn't ex- uh, expect the Patriots to spend – either their first two picks on a tight end, but later in the draft, I could certainly see it. Another um, weakness, and I, I say weakness in quotation, see any any position where the Patriots have weakness in, is the running back to, you know, we still don't know what what's going to happen with find a guy in Burkhead who's all back 210 pounds, but so you don't know what you, what much you're going to get out of him. James Y and on Lewis are in. But do you think the Patriots are going to address that position in this draft? You know, I'm actually going to say no. I think the Patriots at the running back position are actually kind of set. I love the uh, the addition of Rex Burkhead, and it looks like they're going to bring back Blunt. So now you have Burkhead, you have Blunt, you have Deion Lewis, you have James White, you still have DJ Foster. They're not going to play Brandon Bolden at running back, but you also have Brandon Bolden. So if they do bring Blunt back, that's already six running backs that you have on the roster, and they're still trying to get D.J. Foster to actually do something. So six running backs on the roster is already a lot to head into camp with, so I don't think they touch the position in the draft. One area that I always say for the Patriots team, as long as they have Tom Brady, that they need to make sure it's solidified is the offensive line. Because you have Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, especially he's an aging quarterback. You want to make sure he's protected. Um, now, I guess it'd be easier to just go out and maybe get a veteran guy in free agency, you know, that can come in and help protect. Or you can go to the draft route and look for somebody there. Is, is there a player – for you that stands out in the draft that maybe Patriots bring on to help, you know, you know, be a young piece to the offensive line moving forward for the next couple of years. Uh, one guy that jumped out to me was uh, Julian Davenport out of uh, Buck, Buck Neal. Um, and I saw that, you know, he's a big guy, six seven, three hundred eighteen 318 pounds, you know, young guy that could, they could bring in and start to work in and, and really help towards the future, whether it be Brady the next couple of years or whoever takes up after him. How do you feel about the offensive line in this draft? Well, unfortunately, this is one of the weaker uh, offensive line draft classes in a, uh, in a really, you know, in, in a pretty long time, honestly. But if you ask me, I think they're going to go after a guy named Julian Davenport. Uh, he's a guy that Skarnakia has had in for a visit. And, you know, he's very similar in size to a guy like Cameron Fleming or Marcus Cannon. So I really do think that's a guy they might target. I'd be very, very surprised if they didn't draft someone who can play left tackle. Right now they have no one on the team who can play left tackle. And I know Cameron Fleming, or people think Cameron Fleming is good, but they need a certified uh, backup left tackle. So Davenport might be that guy or someone else later in the draft, but the Patriots will always draft. An offensive lineman. But if you give them the chance, they'll draft two offensive linemen. <laughs> true, so I very definitely true. expect them to bring in one. Dirt, throughout this whole 2016 season, special teams seemed like it was a concern about the year. Whether it was, you know, the return, itself, 
um, all they just it seemed like all over the place other than the punting. You think Patriots would go out and you know get someone, whether it be a kick returner or even a kicker, to start working on those issues? Well, they already ran out, and uh, they've already got their kick returners and punt returners for next year. Thank goodness they still do have uh, uh, Brandon Cooks, who will be doing a couple of punt and kick returns when he gets a chance. Cyrus Jones will get every opportunity to make up for last year. You'll have Julian Edelman, Amendola, Hogan, whoever, DJ Foster, Deion Lewis, whoever they throw back there. But, you know, I think right now they probably have one of the strongest special team cores in, in the entire NFL between Bolden, between Slater, between Brandon King, and all these, all the other guys that they've rallied up the past couple of years. I think they're good on special teams. Uh, Ryan Allen had his best season of his career as a punter last year, and Steven Goskowski pretty much found, uh, refound his groove. So if you're the Patriots looking at special teams, you're, you're like, all right, we, got, we have one of the most set units in the entire NFL. We're good. But I think defense is definitely the, the definitive place that they'll target in the draft. I hear what you're saying, Harris, but on the other hand, you know, Patriots last year, they sh- I would say for the first time in a while, they kind of struck goal going after a wide receiver and getting Malcolm Mitchell. Um, you saw how he played throughout the season. Uh, so it's like I said, the Patriots for the first time did a while in a while did a great job uh, drafting at that position. Now, obviously this year, the wide receiver uh, depth chart is pretty stacked with all the guys that they mm-hmm. have. Do they maybe say, look, hey, we, we were able to pull Malcolm Mitchell last year. Maybe we can strike goal again and possibly grab somebody else. Or do they just completely, you know, not even worry about wide receiver, for, at least for this year? Well, if they do, it'll be a very, very late-round guy or an undrafted free agent. Simply because, again, like with running backs, it's a numbers game. You know, how many, how many wide receivers are you going to be able to keep on the roster? You know, Malcolm Mitchell, Julian Edelman. Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, Brandon Cooks. That's five right there. We know they like Devin Lucian, who they drafted last year. I'm pretty sure I'm missing someone off the depth chart already that won't cross <laughs> that is not really crossing my mind. So right there you have about six or seven wide receivers already on the roster. It wouldn't surprise me if they picked up one or two in undrafted free agency or very, very late in the draft, like they did Devin Lucian last year. I think they've DeAndre White on the practice squad or say a couple guys on the practice squad as well that I know they've been looking at. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with the position. Obviously, Brandon Cooks brings a whole other element to that wide receiver core that they haven't had in a very long time. But we'll see. Uh, I, I, I would expect a wide receiver in the later rounds of the draft. I don't think that'd be that surprising. And to you, Harris, is there in this draft that you really like and you really want the Patriots to go after, who would that guy be? Uh, I'd say Hassan Reddick, but they're not going to take a guy up in the uh, first 20 picks. I'm going to stay away from him. My guy that I'm going to keep going back to, uh, he's a cornerback. He's from from, uh, Missouri. His name is Desmond King. Or no, Iowa. Excuse me. He went to Iowa. Uh, His name's Desmond King. Desmond King won the best cornerback uh, of the year award in college, I believe his sophomore and his junior year. He had a little bit worse of a senior year last year which, uh, in the third round, but this guy is everything you look for. He may not be the greatest athlete at the position, but the guy is incredible ball, uh, ball instincts, and he also knows how to play corner. He's not just an athlete. He actually knows how to play the position. He's played the position his entire uh, football career. So 
This is a guy that understands the position, is very, very good. Uh, he just he screams Patriot to me. Guy was a three-year defensive captain, was all SEC like three, three years in a row. He's an outstanding cornerback, and I think he'd be a great guy to uh, fill in a third or fourth corner spot for the pass. All right, Harris. Thank you, man, for your all the insight. We're going to let you go. But once again, Harris, those are a lot of things you just said, and hopefully Patriots, you know, go out there and really solidify that defense because I think that's what we're all talking about here is that whether it's a defensive or even corner, we would love to see get drafted in the early rounds. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, well, we, we should have a, a fun uh, fun couple of days coming up here at the end of April. All right, man. Take it easy, Harris. Good talking to you. Have a good one. Harris of the Patriots Podcast here on CLNS Radio. Download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and, of course, the CLNS Radio mobile app. Released every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. Want to give to today's sponsors, Blue Apron and MyBookie. Blue Apron gives you great food for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers new seasonal recipes each week, along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals at price. This menu and get your first free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash patriot. And with Zit Recruiter, you can jump with jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post job sites, including your network like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsman. We'd love if everyone, if they had interest, would use these promos as a way to help promote us here at CLNS Radio. All right, Mike and Alonji, you know, final thoughts on this draft. I know we've been focused mostly on the defense and rushing but if there was a position in, in the offense that you think they should try to you know also grab and get a key opponent, component who who that, what position would that be oh man Patriots are stacked you know Jeff's coming up obviously <laughs> some guys joining the team but like the Patriots are stacked whether they go out and make trades free agency they know what they're doing I don't feel like there's a big time weakness on the team where like, oh, we must draft here. We got to get this player for this position. I don't really see any, in my opinion. All I could really say is, yes, two things I, I really care about. And if you go the route of drafting guys, so be it. The two areas that I really care about. One, first and foremost, you must, must, must. As long as the GOAT decides he wants to play football, you must protect him at all costs. So if you can get a guy, young guy to come in, and you know, both both Harris and myself said, Julian Davenport, somebody we're looking at. If you can go out and get somebody that can help solidify the offensive line for, you know, the future and, and protecting Brady, you know, as long as possible, that is very important to me. And the second thing is for absolutely 100% pass rushing. I always feel like over the last couple of years, Patriots, just have zero to none huge pass rushing threat. So if it's a guy out there like uh, I forgot who I mentioned earlier or some of the guys you probably said, um, oh, I said Harvey Longy. If that's a guy you get or somebody else out there, pass rushing is huge because if you can get to a quarterback, you can really change a football game 
a football game. I don't care who the quarterback is. If there's a solid pass rush and pressure on that person, the game can really flip. So, yeah, protect Brady and rush the quarterback. If you can find something in the draft that can help build those, go for it. I'm with you. Uh, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, for for me, you know, if we're if we're like you said, this stacked. If we're talking just who do you want to grab, whoever, uh, a guy that I would like. I think they should address uh, a defensive back. I think they should go after him. In my opinion, you can never have too many good cornerbacks. So you might as well go out. Maybe try to get Rasul Douglas. Maybe try to get Sidney Jones. Who knows? See what happens. Also, if if you're just grabbing people, I know Harris said. Uh, you know, they're probably going to stay away from running back, and it would make sense considering the fact that they have so many on the roster. But uh, James Conner out of Pitt, he's a guy who, you know, everyone knows his story, tore his MCL in, in 2015, got a physical, found out that he had Hodgkin's lymphoma, battled back, finished, you know, had a great senior season after coming back from cancer. Um, so, you, you know, all the mental stuff is there. Um, the, he's, he's huge. He's 6'1", 230 pounds. So, I mean – He's a big, powerful running back. He's a great runner. Uh, he's probably going to drop to the fourth, fifth round, something like that. So, um, you know, that could be a guy they could bring in and see if uh, he could knock somebody off the roster. I think he'd be a guy that uh, would fit in quite nicely here. But uh, above all, I would say go after probably a corner, a defensive back, definitely. And if not, uh, stick with the pass rush. Um, stick with defensive line or an outside linebacker, someone who can really uh, make an impact in that part of the game. I'm with you, Alonzo. I really – and looking forward to see what they will bring in into this. I mean, guarantee that he's staying here. And if he does leave, you know, I heard, we all heard the Richard Sherman rumors. I don't think that's happening. So, you know, you really want to solidify the defensive back. There's, you can never have too many corners, like you said. Get that solidified there. Pass rush is key, like Mike was saying. It's, it seems like it's rare for us to ever have a good pass rush. Um, Trey Flowers has come to his own, but hey, if we can get another on the edge, you know, have veterans like Nick show, I don't see why not adding another pass rusher onto this team. Absolutely. Big time. That has been a huge thing for me. Pass rushing, which I feel the Patriots barely have. Do what you can to bolster that because imagine this already dominant Patriots team with a good, consistent, you know, Denver, Bronco, Seattle, Seahawks type of pass rush. Imagine that on this team. Now you're talking about – I mean, Patriots are a force to be reckoned with. I don't even know how much – what other words you can use to describe them. But give a Patriots a solid pass rush? My goodness, what a team. And as Patriots fans, we're asking for more and more. It's ridiculous talking about weaknesses and what we should address with this team. They just won the Super Bowl. But as you can see, like Belichick can say, no days off, and this team is really working. And we'll see what they do on April 27th is when the draft starts. April 27th, and that's when the first round will be at. We don't know if the Patriots will be in the first round. If they do, that would be a huge splash. But, you know, these next couple of weeks, we'll have our eyes open and see, see what moves could possibly This postgame show will be a and download by searching for the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. When you download our feed, you'll also get our daily news podcast hosted by our content manager, Michael Longi, 
while you're at it, make sure you check out the Patriots Beat Podcast hosted by Harris, which is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and the CLNS Radio Mobile Podcast app. You can also check out those video work for CLNS.com slash CLNS Radio. And be sure to check out Charles Ruffick and Billy White's written work on the Patriots at CLNSRadio.com. Today's show was brought to you by Blue Apron with your first for free. You get your first three meals for free when you go to blueapron.com slash patron and buy Zip Recruiter. You can try Zip Recruiter for free today by going to ziprecruiter.com slash sportsman. I want to thank our guests for CLNS Radio's executive Larry H. Russell, Patriots content manager Michael Longi, my co-host Mike Nice, I'm Martha Zod. See everyone on May 14th for our next off-season show when we break down every Patriots pick draft and start looking ahead to many camp. Yes, sir. And again, this has been the Patriots post-game show powered by CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all New England professional sports. We'll talk to you guys real soon. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. When Flow flows, she flows in the know. Mind ruminates the rates. Shown them all, I heed the call. Seeing the rest, I choose the best. Sometimes it's ours, sometimes it's not. When the fox walks, is it called a fox trot? That's a real question. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.